I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Well, how's it going, guys? Another episode of Behind the Gorilla. Um, I, I'm going to apologize in advance because David Arquette is not here, so <laughs> it won't be as good, but that's fine. Um, we've reached the we've reached the mountain, we've reached the top, and um, you know it's all downhill from here. But it's it'll be a fun ride downhill. Look, what would wrestling be if you couldn't look back at an angle and say, "Well, you know, they really kept that going a little bit longer than they should have." That's like every wrestling story ever told. So we're just <laughs> we're honoring that tradition. Oh yeah, uh, don't worry. We we will still mention David Arquette in every episode. That that'll happen in some form or fashion. But uh, but yeah, definitely big thanks to uh, to David Arquette for being on the show because that was that was so much fun. I've listened to that probably twelve times over this past week. <laughs> Your own interview? Oh yeah, just I keep listening to it because it's so much fun. It makes me laugh. It is. It was. It was a lot of fun. But I got to tell you, coming in this week, knowing we're not interviewing anybody, knowing I didn't have to do anything because I'm off this week. It's much lower pressure coming into this recording. Oh which I'm yeah, excited for, I mean it was lower it pressure. Great. It's lower pressure for me too, but um, yeah, because you know having to get everything ready for interviewing, you know, our patron saint, that's a big deal. But um, right. But yeah, no, but I listened to it a bunch. It's so fun. I mean, we got literally three stories that I don't think anyone really knows. Yeah. It, with the uh, you know that Memphis story of falling through the stage, which is still hilarious, and then him him doing the worm. In one of his house show matches, which yeah. was so funny, <laughs> and then and then his story about the weird graffiti gang thing, and that was that was very right. bizarre. Um, right, KGB. And I love that he posted a picture of that the next, like two days later, and I was like, we got him mm-hmm. thinking about that. That had to have come from we got that. Him, <laughs> yeah, we got him back to the glory days. He's reminiscing. Uh, it was great, yeah. but uh, yeah, thank you so much, David. Um, if you are listening, which if you are, that's amazing. But anyway, regardless, <laughs> we still want to thank you for being on the show. Anyway, um, so that was a lot of fun, obviously. And that is our most listened to episode officially. Um, All right. And like a few days in, it became our... It, you know what our most listened to one was before? Our first one, somehow. The first one ever? I yeah, thought it was the yeah. first one back. No, no, no. No, the first one ever, the Dusty's yeah. Gorilla, was the most... Listen to at least according to the Pinecast website, which is the only one I can really keep track of at this point. Yeah. And um, yeah, the second one was our all in Kenny Omega one, our first one okay. back. That was the second most. But right. the David Arquette one is now officially the most. So thank you to all everyone right. who listened to that. Well, we're excited for the drop off. If you made it to this week and you joined us last week, welcome aboard. Yeah. We're glad to have you. This is a normal show, what we're going to do this week. <laughs> that, that is, a, that is a, a special treat, what last week was. Th- this is back to normal, which is not necessarily a bad thing. We'll let you guys decide. Um, but I put a lot of effort into this because, as we were talking about before the show, look, we don't, we don't put a ton of effort into this. We're being honest here. We usually do it the, a day or so before. If you're Harris, you do it an hour before. But Well, what usually happens – hang on. Let me interrupt you here because by <laughs> we do it at the last minute, that means like – we work five days a week and then start figuring right. this thing out on the weekend. So what happens right. is, let me just back up for a second. Assuming you are brand new to this, what happens is every week one of us will look up a topic, some ridiculous thing that has happened in pro wrestling history. And then we come in and we break it down and we walk the other person through it. And we talk about, you know, 
what works, what doesn't work, what really doesn't work, just kind of break the whole thing down. So this week it was Mark's turn to research a topic, but when I do it, it usually ends up being Sunday morning because by Saturday I have some idea of what I want to talk about. And then by Sunday, I think, yeah, so I just need to watch that match. And then I realize, no, there's six months of build and different segments on random shows, and you have to watch all of them the morning of. So it's, it, it is exactly. last minute, but it's pretty involved. It is. We were just talking about this before we went on the air. There's a lot of stuff you have to track down for a lot of these angles because the angles just go on for so long, which it's I think re- you're going to get to today. Yeah, it's really hard to, to figure out where to start with some of these things. That That is for sure. This week I got to pick the topic, and again, it's always it's always a process. I mean, Harris knows. I'm I'm sure you have some sort of list of kind of stuff you kind of keep mm-hmm. track of. I do too, and it constantly gets longer. And then every week it's all right. What's on the list? What fits what we need? And then also, what do I want to spend time on? Because there's some yep. things on this list <laughs> where I'm like, okay, this fits the show, but I really don't want to talk about it because it's just that dumb, and I don't want to put any effort into it. Um which is what I didn't do with the Hornswoggle episode, and I was miserable the whole time. So <laughs> I don't want to do that. you could tell, too. I don't want to do that again. So I was like, all right, what do I actually want to spend time talking about? And then I started thinking, and there was one on here that's been on here for a while, and also it had been partially mentioned by David Arquette in our interview. At least his name had been mentioned. And so I was like, all right. This is this, let's do this. And then of course, it turns out even better than I had thought. And and there was a whole other element that I did not know of and is even better than the original element. So it 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 was fun. Now, this is a long one. Um I have a ton written down here cuz it goes on for about a year. It's it's it, it uh, spans the about of course of a year and it's so complicated and convoluted. That it gets weird at times. But um, we're going back to WCW. And we're going back to the year 2000. Of course. Because you can... We could pretty much... I mean, I already did an episode on the year 2000. Half of our topics have been from the year 2000. It was a great year in terrible wrestling. Right. Um, and so we're going to WCW. And this is April of 2000. And the current ECW champion at the time came in to WCW, and his name is Mike Awesome. Now, Harris, I don't know how much you know about Mike Awesome, but you're going to know a lot about Mike Awesome <laughs> after this episode. Okay. At least, okay, look, Mike Awesome was a big guy. He's like He was like 6'6", 300-plus pounds, big man, but super athletic. I mean, like, he worked like, you know, someone who was just a regular, like, heavyweight. Like, like he worked like someone... I don't know, much smaller than him, if that makes sense. And like, like he worked more like a John Cena or something like that, but he was like six, six and 300 plus pounds. Okay. Um, so super athletic guy, big time in ECW in the late nineties, like for several years, big, big star in ECW was the champion came to WCW cause ECW is pretty much out of money and mm-hmm. he was actually the current champion at the time. And they even reference him. On the first, his first like appearance, that he's the ECW champion, but you don't see the belt, which is funny. But he comes in and he attacks Kevin Nash, who was on crush crutches at the time, beats him up, gets a big boo, you know, big heel reaction. Um, but that's a pretty big deal, you know. You come in and attack Kevin Nash. That's a pretty good intra entrance. 
And uh, the whole episode, that episode is just insane. That episode of Nitro, I don't remember what the exact date was. I don't have it written down. I just have it April. I think it was maybe April 10th or something. But like basically three months worth of wrestling angles all happen in that one episode. Like, it's insane. Like, like Ric Flair gets beat up at one point, and then he comes back to the ring later in the show and challenges the people that beat him up, and then, like, nine different backstage segments are attacked. Like, literally, the whole, a whole, like, two months of programming happens in one episode. It's insane. It's crazy. I feel like that's kind of late-stage WCW. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. But it's wild. Like, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, oh, my gosh. I feel like I just saw, like, three whole angles. Yeah, happen. well, there was, like, a decade's worth of angles and champions in that year alone. Oh, so oh 100%. Sense. Anyway, that has nothing to do with it, though. I just was skimming through the episode, and I was like, oh, my gosh. This is crazy. Anyway. So, uh, Awesome is here now, and he joins the New Blood, because this is when the New Blood was just forming. Vince Russo, Eric Bischoff joined up, and it's all the young, quote-unquote, young up-and-coming guys uh, who want to take over the company from the Hogans and the Flares and the Stings and the Millionaires Club, the old guys who need to leave. That's right. the big thing going on. And uh, he teamed with Kidman during this during his Kidman's big feud with Hulk Hogan. Uh, he also had a feud with Kevin Nash, another one with DDP and Canyon. I kind of went off and on. Um, he threw Canyon off of that triple cage match at Slamboree with Jarrett, DDP, and David Arquette, which is what David Arquette mentioned. Um, yeah. And uh, that kind of started a gimmick where he was the career killer because that put uh, Canyon in like the hospital, like with all this stuff and didn't know if he was going to live and all this other stuff, you know, if he'd ever wrestle again, he did that a right. couple of times. The next night he beat DDP in a stretcher match where he just kind of beat the crap out of him. And there was obviously interference and stuff too, but, um, mm-hmm. okay. But that, that's a decent gimmick. You think, you know, kind of like what they did with Chris Benoit when, and when he was in ECW and broke Sabu's Who? neck and I refuse to stop doing that. And he broke Sabu's neck, so he became the crippler. And you know, you mean you mean kind of like what they did with Randy Orton with the Legend Killer? Yeah, kinda. Yeah, kind of like that. Like it were like that's a decent gimmick. He came in yes. with some steam, attacked Kevin Nash. He's now putting people in the hospital and stuff. That, that's a decent gimmick. Yeah. Well, and especially in like late stage WCW, where like their whole problem was these guys were still on the show. Right. You know what I mean? Like they were still the focus. You need some like that's why they call the faction new blood. It seems like a good idea to have someone whose whole stated purpose is to drive these guys out of the company. That is a fun idea. Right. Of course, though, like most good ideas in WCW, it didn't last long. Um, Of course. It was after, you know, I don't know how much you know about the 2000s, the 2000 bash at the beach. But we honestly could do a whole episode on this, but it's been talked about a lot and other things. That's why I haven't done it yet. But that's basically mm-hmm. where Hogan quits. He just walks right. out of the company. I've and then and then Vince bit. Russo just shoots on him. Anyway, it's a whole mess, and nobody really knows ex- all the details for sure. But anyway, right. it was a big deal. And uh, this started to change things for Mike Awesome. He did a shoot interview back in 2005, and he said that he thought all the change was due to his relationship with, or his relationship with Horace Hogan. He was, he was cousins with Horace Hogan, who was the nephew of Hulk Hogan. Like, for real. So he thinks because there was a connection there that this is why all this stuff started happening to him. And the timeline does match up with that. So I don't know if that's true or not. But it is, it does fit with that timeline anyway. Because because at Bash at the Beach, um, he, uh, or actually, you know what, let's go back. The Nitro before Bash at the Beach, Jeff Jarrett brings out three really big women 
to be the fat ladies that will sing when he beats Hogan. Classy. Yeah, of course. And they, he has them sing and they sing terribly. But um, <laughs> just just keep that in mind. So at Bash, at Bash at the Beach. And now we get this new character kind of emerge for the first time for Mike Awesome. Because right before his match with Scott Steiner for the U.S. title, they cut backstage and Mike Awesome is seen flirting with one of these big singing girls. And um, <sighs> Pamela Paulshock, who is the like backstage interviewer at the time for WCW, and she's, you know, the typical attractive backstage interview person. Right. And she's trying to interview him, but he's trying to get her to leave and doesn't want her to be around. And she finally like pushes through and is like, no, I need to talk to you. And then the other girl walks out and he is not happy and cuts. But then he kind of stops and cuts a promo promo on Scott Steiner. And then, and then he leaves and he's, and he's still mad. And he's like, just cause Pamela isn't hot like this other girl, she doesn't have to be jealous and leaves. And this is kind of the start of what would be known as the fat chick thriller. Mike Awesome, which is an actual name that they put above his nameplate, and we're we're that this is this is the start. It builds. It builds. Oh boy. Okay. So okay. So hang on. I just want to. I just want to pause <laughs> just for a second and think about all of the things that we just said about how much wrestling sense it makes. Right. To bring in a new star. To a company whose problem is there's too many spoiled, entitled old wrestlers hogging the main event scene and drive them out one by one and maybe put some new people over in the process. And that's lasted for what, like a month, two months? And then we've pivoted straight to, no, he's actually into uh, overweight women. Yep. Okay, Uh, Yeah. cool. Perfect. Why not? So he loses to to Scott Steiner, who used his Steiner recliner, but... The That's move a great had name for a finisher, it is, by it the is, way. It is. It's, it's a, like a, it's like a camel clutch, basically. But yeah. No, I know what it is. I'm just saying. Um, but uh, but the move was had been banned by, um, Ernest the Cat Miller, who at this point is the commissioner of WCW, which I did not know about, and is very weird. Um, but he had banned Scott Steiner from using that move, so he disqualifies Steiner, and he strips him of the title. So then the next night on Nitro. Um, Mike Awesome wrestles Booker T for he's gonna wrestle Booker T for the US title. Um or no 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 sorry. He's gonna wrestle Booker T. He has a world title shot. I don't know how this happened, but he has a a, a world t- Book, Booker T's the champion and he has a title shot against Booker T. But before we again see him backstage, this time flirting with Nitro Girl, and I'm not kidding. Her name is Beef. And I'm not kidding. Like, this was a real character. Nitro Girl Beef. She was around for, like, a, a year or two. I... Okay. That's, that, does, that's, she look, does she look like you'd expect a woman yeah, named yes. Beef to look? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I didn't look into all the background of this Nitro Girl, really. I just... I don't really want to know it. I just, I I just know fun. she was... They had some weird comedic thing with the Nitro Girls, and anyway... So, oh boy! Okay. And then Ernest Miller comes up to him and says, "Well, he's basically giving him the U.S. title. Like here, you you should be champion because of that match." And right. Awesome doesn't want it. He says he needs to earn it. So now he's being like a total face, which is very yeah. weird. Also, I need to mention Mike Awesome. The best part about Awesome is the fact that he has a massive mullet, and that was one of his big things. 
So anyway, okay. that's a side note, but it's cool. Um, so anyway, he and then he just goes back to flirting with 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 the girl. The match really isn't that bad. Awesome beats up Booker T for most of the match. Like he looks vicious. Like he's beating up Booker T, and the crowd is act. All the crowds and all these shows are really hot. Surprisingly, like these crowds are good crowds, and all these terrible 2000 nitros, the crowds are way better than they are right now. I'll tell you that in uh, <laughs> WWE. And um, so he he's beating up Booker T, but eventually Booker T wins with the bookend. But it's like impressive because. Awesome kicks out of his axe kick. He kicks out of the Harlem sidekick and out of a missile drop kick before finally getting pinned with the bookend, which is a rock bottom, which is what Booker T did along with those other moves. But, um, lovely. So, but overall, he looked good and looked strong and dangerous. You know, this is the champion and he beat him up for most of the time. And after the match, Booker T was a sca- was attacked by Scott Steiner and then Awesome helped Booker T. So, I, mm-hmm. at this point, I don't know what's going on. Um, with this character at all but uh so the next week he's in a u.s title tournament because the title's vacant so they do a tournament and he's facing off he faces canyon in a really weird match and then he won and then afterwards there's two big girls in the front of the crowd who throw giant panties into him oh no so that's that's that happened um, okay, now I have one more. Qu- so, is he being referred to as the fat chick thriller? Not at yet, this point? not yet, not yet. Okay, okay. So this is the build. Yeah, this is the build. That is my question. This is the build. Um, he later faces the great Muda and wins again in the next, you know, stage of the tournament, and then mm-hmm. he faces Lance Storm for the title and loses. And also, Lance Storm now wins. You know, Lance Storm was doing this big Canadian thing, so he basically rebrands it as the Canadian title because he doesn't want to be the U.S. title. And that's that's a whole other thing that we'll get into, too. But um, So then on Thunder, that Thursday, he stops Storm from berating a fat girl in the ring and then later brings another one to the ring before a tag match with him and uh and Bagwell versus Storm and Canyon. So that that kind of is the official start of this character. Again, I couldn't watch any of these nitros or any of these thunders cuz they're not there. So I just had to find write-ups for him. But um so then the next nitro for some reason his whole gimmick is now the fat chick thriller. And he comes to the ring with three other fat ladies for a match against Shane Douglas. Now, let me explain this background real quick. So we have his whole thing with Scott Steiner. And then we had his whole thing with um, uh, Lance Storm and this U.S. title that's going to keep going. And now he's put into this other angle with Shane Douglas and Tori Wilson, which is an angle where it's Kidman and Tori Wilson have broken up. And so it's basically Kidman versus Tori Wilson, but Shane Douglas is now her new boyfriend or whatever. So it's this whole terrible thing, which I might do an episode on, to be honest. And um, and they throw Mike Awesome into the middle of this. And um, so, so basically there's this thing going on with Tori and Kidman. And then Tor- Tori was going around saying that Kidman had a small penis and... So then, then Kidman comes back and says he has a homemade tape of them and he's going to show it here tonight on this night. Oh my 
Goodness. And um, you know what? But, but before we get into that, I want I want to play this real quick. This is the entrance for Mike Awesome during this uh, segment. Oh boy! And you just got to hear the announcer. That this is this is classic. Mark Madden is just something else. He's coming to the ring with three big women. Listen yeah, to this. The you're in, you'd look at anything, wouldn't you? Camera one, camera two, roll them. Just listen to this. Which oh. one is Nitro Girl Beef? All of them. This is unbelievable. Sex tapes, fat women. This is wrestling. Oh. That's my favorite quote of the whole oh, thing. Oh, man. Sex tapes, fat women. This is wrestling. Thank this you, Mark Madden. This is why people hate wrestling. This, this is exactly this why people be hate wrestling. Best example. I've said this before. The unofficial tagline in my mind for this show has always been like, <laughs> we explain the things that you would be embarrassed to explain to your non-wrestling friends if they just saw them on TV. And I think that might take the cake as just the absolute worst. It, it's one of them. Woo! It's one of them. That was so something. anyway, um, yeah, so so th- this is going on and um, it's just these three, you know, pretty Pretty big women comes out right. of the ring and they're having them like get into the ring and they can barely like walk up the steps and like get into the ring. And um, anyway, so the the match is what it is. Uh, awesome is very athletic again for a big guy. And uh, Shane is about but Shane is about to superplex awesome from the top rope. And then all of a sudden a tape starts playing on the screen. Shane is distracted. Awesome hits him off the top rope with a dumbbell, which I think Shane Douglas brings to the ring for some reason, and pins him. And the tape is going, and it's literally just like them in in a bed, and that that's it. I mean, there's nothing there, and it's like they're not even showing you what's playing on the screen, like on TV, for m- most of it anyway. So it's just... It it doesn't let let's just say it it doesn't hit on really any angle whatsoever. Right. And um anyway, again, this is a totally different thing that awesome is just kinda in. There's like right. four different angles he's a part of during all this. Um right. that could probably all be their own thing. But um anyway. So on Thunder, he has a segment and he comes to the ring with um well she's dubbed as the mighty Heidi <laughs> and uh who is now his girl. And I, I I did find this is on Thunder, but I was able to find um, a, a clip from this. So we're gonna we're gonna play this at least the beginning a little of this, and just you just you just have to hear hear it. Let's just say he owns it. You know who I am? 
and you know what I like. More vocal so if fans. you're pleasantly oh, okay. plump and large and in charge, the fat chick thriller is here to give you a dose of the old vitamin P. And the P stands for passion, baby. <laughs> so if anybody calls you fat, be proud of it. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're just bursting at the seams with love. Um, yep. Okay. And yeah. also, like, people are bringing signs at this point. Um, right. Like, for Mike Awesome and for this gimmick, which is one of the best parts. But um, well, Yeah, I mean, it's got, on the surface... The, when he leans into it the way he does, it's kind of reminds me of sexual chocolate Mark Henry. <laughs> like it's it's dumb, but it's the kind of dumb that's fun that wrestling fans will get behind. I think it's a little bit weirder, yeah, because it's like a, a a specific type of woman and not just Mark Henry who's like, yeah, I'm after women, right? But I, it's not as good as what they gave him at first. But nope, as a comedy act, it's not terrible in theory at least harris harris it's terrible okay that's true um, you've watched it i haven't but. uh and anyway he challenges canyon and canyon comes out and the whole thing is ridiculous and, and then at some point in the match canyon just starts beating up everybody at ringside like the the cameraman the timekeeper just everyone for some reason and then Judy Bagwell is there. I don't know Hooray! why. Again, I can't like look. I don't know what's going on. I'm assuming that Buff Bagwell and Judy Bagwell were there to commentate. That's the only thing I can think of. And then she whacks him with her purse, which apparently yep, had a brick in it. That. And then uh, rolled him into the ring, and Mike Awesome finishes him off and gets the win. So now we have him also involved in this Judy Bagwell match, which we'll find out in like a month's time. The Judy Bagwell in a forklift match takes place. Hooray! So, um, or maybe that maybe that already happened. Anyway, it's all around the same time period. So we have the Lance Storm thing, the uh, the Judy Bagwell on a forklift thing, and the Tory Wilson and Billy Kidman thing. I mean, there's a lot that he's being thrown into. That's my point. Uh huh. Anyway, um, let's see where where are we? Um. All right, so the next week on Nitro, Awesome and Mighty Heidi come to ringside because they're going to announce during the Lance Storm Booker T match because uh, Mike Awesome is going to take on Lance Storm, I believe, at the next pay-per-view. And um, during this match, I'm I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Uh, um, there's There's a platter of roast beef sandwiches that are brought out. Oh no! For for Heidi and um, let, I'm just right. gonna play. I'm gonna play play this. I have audio okay. from this too. Comes in. What? Did something, Mark? Did you order some donuts or something? What in the world is this? I wouldn't mind having one. Hey, I did. Where Yeah, Heidi wants to know where the donuts are. Well, I mean, maybe they're on the way. Did somebody see donuts? And a match As is a going on. Fact, I requested them donuts, and I want them out here, and I want them out here right now. Is that these these donuts are for Heidi. I got to take care of my girl. Wait a minute. I, 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 wait a minute. These I are donuts. donuts. These are donuts. These are ham sandwiches. Okay, Heidi. Beef sandwiches. Well, how about a sandwich? I know you want a donut. I know you're into the sweets, but a, a, but you said I could have a donut. Well, a ham sandwich isn't so bad, is it? What? Come on, we're not already going to have problems right here, right now, are we? I said donuts. Well, well I guess it'll sandwich. have to do. The great Canadian oh. champion! What a move! What a move! <laughs> world champion! 
This is the first two in the midst of a world title match. Heidi is eating her ham sandwich. Thank you very much. Hey, remember Mama Cass, Heidi. Be careful. Hey. Mama Cass. Please. All right, Heenan. Um, we're we're gonna stop that. Um, that uh, hard pivot back into the match made it <laughs> so much worse. I guess if you're watching it go on, yeah, you can tell. But just listening to it, you you forget that a match is going on, much right. less a match of any importance. I mean, I know people love to like rip on Michael Cole for always plugging like the sponsor and the new network special instead of calling the match, but that was a whole new level. That oh, was yeah. terrible. And you can even hear Tony Schiavone be like, I can't believe this is happening during a world title match. <laughs> like, it's Yeah, um, eh. but that's not that's not enough to save it. You know, acknowledging no. that it's bad doesn't no. make it less bad. Nope. I just love, because I listen to Tony Schiavone's and uh, Conrad Thompson's podcast, the What Happened When, and it's great. And basically, Tony Schiavone <laughs> was the ultimate yes man for like he would just do whatever they wanted him to do and they would say whatever they wanted him to say and especially by this point these last like couple years when everything was just so bad he he's just like yeah i was basically just on autopilot just getting through these shows because they're just so terrible yeah um anyway uh at the end of the match jeff jarrett comes out and interferes and then he's going to hit booker t with the the guitar, but of course hits Heidi somehow who's in the way and then awesome then gets all mad. And anyway, so then awesome wants a match with Jarrett later in the show and they have a match and he loses to Jarrett. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, okay. So at the next thunder, <laughs> awesome faces Lance storm in a flag match, flag match, pole match. It's all Vince Russo. He loves him. Um, okay. Now hang on. Pause. Remind me what a flag match is. Well, in one corner, there's... Rusev had one at one point. In one corner, there's a Canadian flag. Another corner, there's a U.S. flag. And you win by getting the flag. And I don't know if they had a stand you had to put it in or if you just had to grab it. I'm not really sure, but it doesn't matter. The Um, the one I've seen in the past, you did have to plant it. Right, I know in the WWE one, you had to do that. But in this one, I don't know. other question, which you answered, which is that at least it's a U.S. flag, because I thought it would be like a fat chick flag of some sort. Like it's just got a woman on it. No, but okay. anyway, well, our, our so, and of course this is a non-title match because they're going to wrestle in a pay-per-view at the next Sunday, you know, that coming up Sunday at New Blood Rising, Okay. which I'm sure you know that name. Um, <laughs> and so, so, but during the match, Awesome was double crossed by Heidi and he no. was hit and he was hit with the, the flag by Heidi. And then Heidi hits him with a clothesline, and Storm applies a single leg crab on him, which was kind of his move. And then the mighty Heidi climbed up and grabbed the Canadian flag and gives it to Lance, and he was the winner of the match. And she then rips off her shirt, revealing another shirt that reads Canadian (laughs) and proud of it. Okay, and look, look, let's strip away the fact that this is all horrible anyway. Right. Why would you not have the big turn and reveal at the pay-per-view? It's all about television revenue, Why would you have man? it before it's the pay-per-view? Eyeballs on the product. It makes no sense. You just paid something off before the... You know what? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, I'm a real sucker for anyone who tears off a shirt to reveal a, another shirt underneath. Right. <laughs> That's my takeaway from Right, this. right. Um, so now we come to New Blood Rising, which is in Canada, which is important. 
Because okay. Mike Awesome is taking on Lance Storm for the Canadian title, which right. he's rebranded it as. Right, awesome right. comes out to the ring, and there are some signs, the, some of the fat girl signs. There are some of those still, but ultimately, he's being booed. So right. the heel Storm is the face, and Storm comes out with the Canadian flag, pasted all over the belt, cuts a massive anti-US promo, and the crowd is eating it up. Right. Storm wins the match via shenanigans. Of course. Because because this is what happened. He brought out his own ref, a Canadian rules ref, <laughs> who was going to make sure that the match was done by Canadian rules. And so, like, Mike Awesome wins twice, but then doesn't win because of BS Canadian rules, um, which actually is a good way to get heat because I'm actually mad about it, even though I care nothing about any of it. It still made me mad. So I think that's a decent angle and should probably be used again. Right. No, fat chicks aside, that is a fun, like, stupid heel thing to do. Oh, I'm do still mad that. about it. Um, like, Awesome literally hit him with an Awesome Mom and pinned him. And then it was like, oh, no, for the first pinfall, it must be by a count of five. <laughs> right. And so then he has to wrestle him again, pins him again. And then it's, oh, no, after the second five, it pins him for five seconds the second time. And then he's like, and then the ref's like, no, after the second five, the, the other person has 10 seconds to answer the, like the, the, the bell or whatever. And so, yeah. and then he ends up losing by made up rules. And anyway, and it ends up, it ends up, he loses. And the, the fat chick thriller is pretty much over at this point. Um, but, uh, but he needs a new one, right? By over, you mean done. Done, not over. No, with no, the no, crap. no. I mean, I over is in finished. Mercifully, yes. Okay, you think that, right? Mercifully, okay. over. But um, but now he's in need of a new character, right? He doesn't you have another think? character. Yeah, and a big, strong, vicious, you know, athletic big man who can work decent, decently. You know, that's not enough. Um, because this is WCW, and um, so on the August twenty eighth episode of Nitro, we see Awesome being interviewed by Pamela Paulshock again. However, this time, he is dressed straight out of the 70s. He is wearing like a blue suit with a deep like v-neck and the big collar and his hair is like he has that mullet, but he usually comes to the ring with it like wetted down kind of and stuff. But it's like, mm -hmm. oh, it's big and it's it's there. And um, he's got the glasses like kind of the weird, diff you know, I don't know what the tinted glasses or whatever. And um and uh, he's now in a feud with Jeff Jarrett for some reason. So he's been in like 13 feuds in the past like month. And um, <laughs> and they're going to have a bunkhouse match at Fall Brawl, which means nothing. It basically means there's weapons. Um, but anyway, he's going to face Rick Steiner in another bunkhouse brawl match tonight. So uh, that happens and he loses. Wait, what? Explain that match to me. I, it's I it's nothing. It's just there's just weapons out there. That's really it. That, that's okay. ultimately all it really is. There's no really rules. And if there are, I don't know them. Um, anyway, so on the next <sighs> Thunder, we get the debut fully of a new character for Mike Awesome. And I'm not kidding. That 70s guy. That is what they call what? him. Because, uh, because you know, that 70s show was really popular at the time. So, and that'll, that'll translate well to wrestling. Of course. Not? And he has a little Ooh. segment called the Lava Lamp Lounge. And it is just, okay. it's full. I mean, there's couches with like tie-dye peace sign 
blankets all over him. There's like disco balls. I mean, it's 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 the full nine with this. Okay. And he's interviewing uh, Pamela Paulshock, who is which is weird because he normally she's the interviewer. But anyway, and he's fully dressed in a '70s leisure suit and everything, and and it's just ridiculous. There's little '70s music kind of playing in the background, and every color imaginable is just thrown everywhere, and um, <sighs> it's it's nuts. Um, and he's and now he's trying to like flirt with her, and he's like just saying these lame pickup lines and and so apparently now lo- now he's no longer attracted to fat women and is now just trying to hit on the regular women right um which is Naturally. not explained um and then Jeff Jarrett comes out and tells awesome he's living in the past and attacks him um and anyway stuff happens and um he eventually gets hit with a guitar of course um <laughs> Of course. Anyway, so okay, then... Okay, now hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't mean to cut you <laughs> off. I just need to unpack this for okay. myself. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, 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 go for so it. So aside from the fact that, like, clearly somebody at the network just saw, oh, that 70s show is really popular right now. Yep. Let's make a character who thinks he's from the 70s. Not, like, I clearly guess. hasn't even seen the show, because that 70s show isn't about 70s stereotypes. It's just a teen sitcom <sighs> that happens to be set in the 70s. Yeah, there's not like a lot of '70s jokes that come out of it. It's just it's like a period piece, which is a I don't think anybody's ever described that '70s show that way before. Yeah, but like that's not the joke. No, that's not you know not for any of the main characters anyway. And nobody who likes that show would tune into this and relate to that '70s guy, the cliched dude love wrestler which is that's that's what i'm picturing right now it's just dude love knockoffs yeah and also when your phone stops ringing that would be nice too yeah i don't know what that is i'm just blown up mark i'm really popular (laughs) anyway i gotta put my phone on do not disturb but anyway i'm sorry no but you're right the fact that not only is this a stupid character and character reboots of this degree of stupidity hardly ever work but this is like a week at a time. This isn't like he gets hurt and goes away for nine oh, months. Oh, no. It's, it's been like a couple months. And, oh, he's that 70s guy now. No. This is like straight up two weeks after the fact. He is a completely different person Yep. with different characteristics and yep. a different gimmick and a yep. different talk show all in the space. That's, in, that's crazy. Like I know we talk about 2000 as being a really – I don't know, schizophrenic year for WCW, but I always think about it in terms of the title changes and stuff, like mm-hmm. the pace of the angles, not just that everything got put on, you know, fast forward. Like even this poor guy's character development, they're just sprinting from one thing to the other without any thought to, you know, is this a stupid idea? Right. Amazing. Okay, I'm sorry. Carry on. All right. So the next Nitro... During a segment, the uh, the Partridge family bus pulls up. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's basically a school bus painted in red, blue, yellow, and white, like kind of checker, like kind of checkered, but but it's not like even. It's like different sizes, and it's ridiculous. Um, just uh, you can look it up if you want. But um, and uh, out comes Mike Awesome. He uh, he comes out during Jeff Jarrett's match and attacks Jeff Jarrett because you know Jeff Jarrett attacked him on Thunder. And so now we go to Fall Brawl, and Awesome reveals uh, a new addition before his match with Jeff Jarrett, and it's Gary Coleman, of course, <laughs> who's now with Mike Awesome. 
Why not? Why not? They fight, and now the whole, and I don't know the background behind this, but the whole Buffalo Bills team is out there as well. Because um, Jarrett, like, I came out before. Out there, like, at ringside? Yeah. Like, in yes, the front row? Yes, okay. No, like, at ringside. And I know earlier in the show, Jeff Jarrett came out in full Tennessee Titans gear. And I, I don't know if they were playing in the playoffs at the time or or playing them at the time. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because I, I, I think, I think I love, this was, like, preseason. I love current events references that like, do not age well I think at all. this was, like, preseason. So I don't even think they were playing. I don't know what this is going on. But um, <laughs> anyway, the Buffalo Bills team is there. And they're, they're on the side of Mike Awesome. And Jeff Jarrett is about to get the best of him, and they're like kind of cheering awesome on. But then all of a sudden, here comes Gary Coleman out and low blows Jeff Jarrett to a huge pop. And uh, Jarrett is not happy, and then hits him with a with a guitar. Um, then before he's able to hit the stroke, though, Sting comes out and Scorpion Death drops him, and Awesome wins. There's no mention of Sting any more time, any again, <laughs> in any of this. I don't know why and he came out. Even like. This isn't even like a few years ago where that was Sting's whole thing. Is no. that he's like this angel of justice no. watching from the rafters? He's just another this character is right now. <laughs> I don't know why he came out, but he did for some oh, reason. That's amazing. Um, I don't know if maybe Sting started feuding with Jared after this. I didn't look into it that far. I'm, I'm assuming that had to have happened. Right. Um, There's a lot of branches that you can't follow. There, I, I followed too many like branches. This, so I, know I, I followed too many branches, and there's still more. Um. Anyway, there was kind of a cool moment on the September 18th episode of Nitro uh, because his bus got vandalized by the Insane Clown Posse and Vampiro because the Insane Clown Posse are now doing a thing with WCW. And, uh, you know, he sees that it's been vandalized and he, he's mad. And so he's going to have a hardcore match against Vampiro. The match is so stupid. Um, but Awesome ends up winning. Via pinfall after he throws Vampiro out of the ring with an awesome bomb through a table, which actually looked kind of cool, but the match was just abysmal. This started a terrible feud between Vampiro and Mike Awesome. And uh, now we're, we go to the September 25th episode of Nitro, which if any oh of you... Oh my goodness, we're only in September? If any of you are keeping track at home, um, this is the amazing show where Russo wins the WCW title from Booker T after being speared out of the cage by Goldberg. Um, so I don't Ooh. know if you've ever seen any of that show, but, um, that's this Pretty show. Sure we did an episode on that. I, I think we mentioned it at some point. Um, but anyway, awesome is going to take on the insane clown posse. Now, after they vandalize his bus the week before he comes out in the bus, like to the ring or like, not like to the ring, but you know, like out on the stage or like on the side of the entrance, like the way JBL would come out or whatever in the right. limo, he comes out, you know, kind of, he pulled the buses in the arena and, um, Bef- and he, he's they like immediately start attacking him as he's like getting out of the bus. So he starts fighting the three of them and then they like him and another one end up fighting on top of the bus and awesome ends up hitting his awesome bomb on the top of the bus on one of the guys and then pins him on the ground next to the bus and, and wins. And it, it takes a couple minutes, fortunately. Um, at this point, I'm getting really tired. So we're just going <laughs> to skip ahead a month to Halloween okay. Havoc. Mike Awesome is going to take on Vampiro in one of the worst matches of all time. And uh, honestly, I could have just revolved the show around this one match. But um, I, I didn't know about it until I was in the middle of this. And I'm like, oh, I found one of the worst matches. And then um, another thing. he So he's fully in this 70s gimmick. And I, I got to play this for you. I meant to do this earlier and I forgot. 
This is his, uh, his, his theme as that 70s guy. This is what he came out to the ring, too. This screams wrestler. Man, I gotta be honest. Ooh. Yep. Anyway, I, I had to I had to throw that in there. I gotta be honest idea. with this package and this character and and that music. I'm shocked he's getting any TV time at all. Oh, it just yeah. sounds like they're not even trying. It's amazing yep. that something can be that bad and that prominent. Not you know not not main event or anything, right, right. but that prominent in the company. I agree. Anyway, um, so he's going to take on Vampiro for a shot at the WCW Championship because right now Mike Awesome has a shot for the title on the next Nitro. And um, this was apparently set up from that hardcore match, which was literally a month ago with no previous ties to Vampiro and apparently just resurfaced the previous Nitro when Vampiro came out and challenged him. Even Tony Schiavone makes a comment where he says, well, we forgot about it, but I guess Vampiro didn't. And, um, oh, man, so, uh, and this is the thing. Look, this is a regular match by all accounts. They do not book this as like, a you know, a no disqualification or anything. It's not billed as any of that. That That's important. Okay, we'll come okay, back, okay. We'll so come back to that in a second. This is. What you have already described as the worst match of all time. Uh, well, not necessarily. Not, not okay. Not necessarily the worst, but definitely one of the worst. Um, no, it's not. It's not a gimmick match, at least as wow. far as advertising. Well, well and again, oh. just just, just right. keep that right. keep Carry that in on. mind. So Van Biro comes out, cuts a promo, and this is where he says he, that this should be for Awesome's title shot, and Awesome agrees because I guess he's still being the babyface. And um, anyway, okay, so the match starts. First of all, they go back and forth and no selling each other for a while and no one will fall down or like even take a bump after getting hit, um, which Mike Awesome is way bigger than Vampiro. So this doesn't make any sense. But um, anyway, Vampiro finally gets knocked out of the ring and then Awesome hits him with a really awesome, no pun intended, <laughs> like Undertaker flying dive outside the ring. You know, how Undertaker will will do that. He'll like bounce yeah, off the ropes and do that. That's dive. the one that almost killed him. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right? Yeah, he yeah. he hits one of those on Vampire, which actually looks pretty cool. Um, but he does it like right off the bat in the beginning of the match. So it's like, okay, well that's gone now. Um, Vampiro immediately, like he and then you know he's on the ground, so he picks up Vampiro and is going to shoot him into the into the guardrail. Vampiro immediately reverses the Irish whip attempt and throws Awesome into the barricade. So now there's no selling again. And right. Awesome then backdrops Vampiro over the barricade and into the crowd. So now they're into the crowd. The ref is following them. He's not in the ring counting. He's just fo- This was not a no count out match. Right. Um, so anyway, Vampiro... They're, they're kind of working their way up the crowd a little bit. Vampiro reaches into one of the seats and pulls out a microphone stand. Wait, one of the seats in the crowd yes. has a microphone stand? Okay, yes. why not? Sure. Okay. And um, it's in the crowd for no reason at all and hits right. Mike Awesome with it. And the announcers are like, why is there a microphone stand in the crowd? <laughs> like, they're dumbfounded. <laughs> and um, now at this point... The match was not a no DQ match either. So at this point, nobody has any idea what's going on. A fan 
then jumps on Vampiro, and Awesome and Vampiro start beating him up. Like this is not this is not a plant. This is a real fan interfering. And you oh, know, wait, this isn't even part no, of no, 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 no. This plant? is not no. This is not a plant. This is a fan <laughs> interfering. And you know that's a big no no. And the you know the yeah. wrestlers are going to beat the crap out of you. But, yes, but, they are. But 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 Vampiro and Awesome are are facing each other. But they're tag teaming this fan right now. Oh man, that's amazing. And um, you know, and you know, I get it. You don't attack the wrestlers. They're gonna they're gonna kill you. But these two are supposed to hate each other and be wrestling each other. Anyway, and so then I guess it seems like they realize that they need to move on so the mm-hmm. fan can be taken care of. So they both just calmly walk down the, the crowd and into a different area and then start punching each other again. Right. And then after throwing like four punches, they just stop and then both calmly walk over and walk over the barricades, leaning back to the ring. And then for no reason, Vampiro just jumps up on the announcer's table and does a diving clothesline on Awesome and then he throws him into the ring doesn't go for the pin he goes to find a chair throws it into the ring and then goes to find another chair and grabs that one he then walks back into the ring and now Awesome has gotten up and picked up that first chair and so now they (laughs) both have chairs great and um so they both have chairs and they start doing a nice lightsaber duel. Yeah, with chairs. With I chairs. Mean, perfect. That's exactly where my mind went when you said they both had chairs. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. terrified. Oh, exactly. And um, so they do that for a minute or, you know, a, f- a few swings. And then Vampiro knocks Awesome's chair out of his hand, but then swings and misses. And, Aus- and, he- and then he just drops his own chair for some reason. And then Awesome kicks him. And Vampiro then immediately ducks a clothesline, grabs one of the chairs, throws it to Awesome. Awesome catches it. And then Vampiro tries to kick the chair into the face of Awesome, kind of like RVD, but it just looks terrible. And Awesome sells it anyway. And um, a little bit later, uh, you know, they go back and forth for a little bit farther on. And then Vampiro hits a horrible looking belly to belly suplex off of the top rope on Awesome. Like, it just looks like they're both going in different speeds like it just looks it's terrible it's no bailey to belly no no it's not um vampiro goes back to the top rope jumps off and it looks like he's trying to do a jumping hurricane rana or something and then awesome is supposed to catch him and powerbomb him but it doesn't really work that way and they just both kind of fall because awesome (laughs) awesome can't really catch him and they both just kind of awkwardly fall um Awesome then goes to grab a table and puts it in the ring and throws the table at Vampiro. And at this point, okay, the announcing team, I'm not exactly sure who all, I think it's Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, and I don't know if Mike, I think Mike Tanay is there too. And then Stevie Ray, who, if you know, he was like the brother of Booker T and the Harlem Heat. He was that guy. He's there too. I don't know why he's he's announcing, but he is. And, And at this point, he just goes... No one said anything about hardcore rules. Why is this legal? <laughs> that almost that almost makes up for the whole thing. And that is a quote. That is a direct quote. That is fantastic. Um, nobody really answers or says anything after that. Um, right. Vampiro then hits his finishing move, the nail in the coffin, on Mike Awesome. But again, does not go for the pin. Instead goes outside the ring. And it seems that he's looking for an item. 
that he clearly cannot find. <laughs> no. He goes to every part of the ring looking no. under it and cannot find what he's looking for. So great job, WCW, with uh, this, this planning. <laughs> so he just goes back into the ring. And Awesome <laughs> hits him with a clothesline. Vampiro just kind of falls down down for it doesn't even take like a good clothesline and then awesome goes to the top rope but vampiro leaves and jumps up uh or uh, leaves and goes out to the other side okay and i i miss i miss said this i didn't i didn't write this down properly so they're outside the ring right now right and awesome is going to the top rope well then vampiro just walks away to the other side of the ring and so awesome just has to like jump down and go on. But it doesn't look like, oh, he's getting out of the way. It just looks like he's walking away. I and, mean, that's, um, that's the smartest thing that's happened in this whole match. And you wonder why more wrestlers don't do that. Right, right. Um, at this point, neither of these guys seems to have any idea what's going on or what's supposed to happen in this match. Um, <laughs> awesome then hits an awesome bomb outside the ring onto the floor and goes for a pin and the ref starts to count. Apparently, this is now a false count anywhere match, too. This is a we forgot the ending and we're trying desperately to get it and, done. And match. then That's Vampiro incredible. kicks and Vampiro kicks out. This is awesome. <laughs> Finishing. This is his finisher on the ground outside. And Tony Schiavone is like livid at this point. He's like, That's his finishing move. How is he kicking out? Like, nobody knows what's going on. Um, this is incredible. And so he then rolls, Awesome rolls back into the ring, and then for some reason goes to the, uh, he goes to the top rope, but then Vampiro immediately gets up and goes and starts attacking Awesome, so he's no-selling again, who's sitting on the top rope. Then it looks like he wants to superplex Awesome, but Awesome then starts punching him and then hits him with an Awesome Bomb off the top rope and pins him for the win, and that actually looks cool. Um... And an awesome bomb, if you don't know, is basically like a razor's edge. It's like Scott Hall's finisher. It's pretty much that. Um, and anyway, so he won that match, and the match is over. And it goes on. It's like a 15-minute match. Man, um, that's that was a roller coaster ride. Oh, yeah. Hang on. I just need to – I have to go watch this match because this sounds like <laughs> – I remember when I was like – first getting into wrestling like literally first getting into wrestling and i read for the first time that you know 90 percent of these matches are being called on the fly like it's very very rare that wrestlers will take the time go find a ring and like practice a match beforehand. that's not Some, true well how much like i mean for like ronda rousey will do it for no matches, nowadays 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 i think most of them are pretty much planned well, no, I'm not part. saying they won't talk it through, but, you know, they have some idea of what's going on beforehand. But they're not, you know, they're not as choreographed as somebody who's never watched wrestling would think. You well, know what I'm saying? Like, the idea is you yeah. do them so often, you wrestle so often, you're so comfortable enough with the people you're wrestling with that you can go out there with, like, a bullet points list in your head and pull out a match. Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah, It's not yeah. like a fight scene in a movie. It sounds like they just lost the plot halfway through. I mean, it that's does. literally what it sounds like. It does. It 100% like they does. Just, that's amazing. And I've never seen it. You know, you see matches where there's like a botch or something really bad happens or like the ending uh, sequence oh, there's is plenty sloppy. Of, there's plenty of botches in the, in the a, general yeah. term, but there's more than that. But look, right, like this is like a from start to finish, like they just lost track of what they were doing and yep. didn't know how to end the match. Yep. 
that's amazing. I've never seen anything fall apart like that before. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, the, the 70s gimmick lasted all the way till January of 2001. And then Awesome got a new gimmick called the Canadian Career Killer and joined the <coughs> Team Canada. So we've come e- full circle right. now, basically. Even though he's not Canadian. So that was interesting. And I, and he basically had that same character for the last few months of the company. Right. And that that's pretty much it. He then went to WWE and did some stuff and not a lot. And then that's pretty much it. And then, of course, Mike Awesome is no longer with us. I think he... I think he died in 2007. I think it was like January of 2007. And um, anyway, but uh, that 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 is that's that's it. And I got so tired yesterday. Whew, it took I me like tired. four hours going through all this stuff. And, that was uh, a pretty. That's the uh, roller coaster ride of Mike Awesome in uh, WCW. By roller coaster, we basically just mean it's just a plunge. It's just down and down and down. <laughs> yeah, like the first appearance was good. First, like, couple right, weeks were just, good. Wow. Okay, so the more we do the show, Mark, the more I realize how unfair the wrestling world has been to David Arquette. Because his <laughs> his winning the title in WCW is not even, like, in the top five stupid things that happened in that company during that year. You know, he's really been scapegoated because it's just, it's funny to me how I remember, you know, the, the reputation for WCW at the beginning is this is where, you know, the real wrestling is. And like WWE is this dumb sports entertainment. Right. And it never ceases to amaze me how completely that's bottomed out by the year 2000. I mean, we went from oh, yeah. a good wrestling angle, which is this is Mike Awesome. He's come from ECW. And he's here to take out, like, the old guard. He's the career killer. Mm -hmm. That's a good wrestling angle. It is. And then we go uh, Fat Chicks, which is, like, bad Attitude Era wrestling Mm -hmm. gimmick, to that 70s guy, which is just terrible. Yeah, we just just bottomed out completely. Oh, yeah. It ended with a really – not ended, but, you know, ended our story with – a really bad match. Like, not even the wrestling's good at the end, you know? No. That's that's really no. something. And literally, during this time, WCW has turned into WWE. Yeah. Like, in every level. Like, this but is worse. Vince Russo okay. being like, let's do the Attitude Era here. We're having right. a sex tape scandal, and there's, right. like, women wrestling in mud, mud matches, mud wrestling matches. Like, all this is going on during this time period, and it's just like... We're not even WCW anymore, even for the bad yeah. things that WCW had done and kind of, you know, over the past couple of years, it, it's like, we're not even doing bad WCW. We're doing bad WWE, which is even worse. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, that's, there's at least two other things that I might do episodes on that happen at the same time as this and yeah. uh, we'll, we'll have to see, but, um, yeah, that, that, that was that. And, uh. Yeah, it it ends perfectly though with one of the worst matches ever. So I thought yeah, that was a no, good way to bookend it. That was a good conclusion. And um, yeah, so that's the terrible journey of uh, of Mike Awesome. So that'll uh, that wraps up this um, this uh, episode of Behind the Gorilla. Whew. <laughs> <sighs> yep, not nearly as fun as last week, but uh, still no, pretty well, wild. That that. It was worth it, though, just for your description of that match alone. That's genuinely 
Yeah, I did enjoy that match. That Incredible. Was, that was and I feel like that's something that almost gives you an appreciation for wrestling, you know, be, because you don't think about how wrong it can go. True. If they just lose the plot completely. It's like, you know, I enjoy watching bad movies and reading and watching reviews of bad movies because it gives you some appreciation for good movies. That's true. That like, is true. That's how bad That's what we're here sounds. for. We're here to help you appreciate yeah. wrestling by showing you all the trash that has happened. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That's We do it for you. Anyway, wow. go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at behind <laughs> underscore gorilla. Um, and, if you've got uh, any other matches you can think of please. that go that poorly, not just, like, not just because of dumb gimmicks, right. although we love to hear that too, but just ordinary wrestling matches that go so far south, please let me know because I would love to watch more of them. Yeah, send those to us. Uh, all your worst matches, please. We would love to see them. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. And if, you, if you're if you new this week and you made it all the way through all this, let us know. Let us know what else you want us to talk about because we're open to anything. I, I think the longer we've done this at first, I thought, oh, well, we'll run out of stuff eventually. But it's like Mark <laughs> said, every time, every topic you find, you see three more things that you're like, I'm, I'm going to come back and check this out later because this seems wild, but I don't have time for it right now. It's a it's a never-ending well of nonsense in this sport we follow. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but we're here to get through all of it. So let us know if there's something we haven't done that you want us to check out. Please do. And also uh, give us a review on iTunes. Those always help. We don't have many, so anything <laughs> could help. And if you have a wrestling podcast, then please uh, just – Shoot out to us. We'd be happy to give you guys a rating and review as well. Um, just to kind of a little back and forth there, you know, to help you guys out as well. Um, so go ahead and do that. Again, it doesn't have to be five stars, but if it is, we appreciate that. Just just reference a match. That That's all we ask. Just, you know, if it was five stars, then, you know, this is the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart at WrestleMania 12 of podcasts. And if it's not, then this was the uh, Mike Awesome versus Vampiro of Halloween Havoc 2000, and it's a half star. <laughs> you know, that that's fine. That's fine. Just just let us know. Um, anyway, we'll be back next week. Harris will have the topic. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Harris, any final, ta- any final thoughts? Man, I think that's it. I think you pretty much nailed it. I got to start thinking of what I'm going to do, which, of course, means that I have an idea and I won't pursue <laughs> it any further until Saturday. But exactly. I'm excited to do that. And also next week we have uh, we didn't really talk about current wrestling because it doesn't matter. But NXT TakeOver will be next week and also uh, Royal Rumble. So we might try and throw in a little bit of NXT talk because we usually record these on Sundays. So we should be able to hopefully talk a little about that. Unfortunately, we won't be able to have Rumble talk quite yet but um that'll that'll be fun anyway so uh yeah yeah that'll be good i'm i'm pretty excited about the rumble i know we didn't touch on it a lot but like we've said in the past things are heating up finn's got a title match will it matter Eh, eh, i don't know hopefully it'll be be fun fun. yeah that's i always come out of the royal rumble satisfied there's at least one or two things to kind of chew on usually hopefully anyway at least yeah we'll see so anyway that'll do it for this week thanks for listening again go ahead and check out all our other episodes and make sure you Subscribe and follow us on Twitter. So, uh, again, it was another great show, another great week. And, again, I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.